What do you need to pause it? Are you crazy? Put that bad boy on. Nope, I turned off my mic. You didn't get it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying not to get canceled or just, <laughs> just <laughs> you can't get canceled for a fart on a podcast. <laughs> you never know, man. These are strange times. You will get opposite <laughs> canceled if you fart on a podcast. <laughs> I know. I'd be like that. Uh, I'm kind of obsessed with this uh, this one performer who used to like. Um, he was like a headliner in France, and he would mm-hmm. like he would like just fart on command, and like people would like get dressed up and put on tuxedos and like fill opera houses to go see him. <laughs> That's incredible. I had a really crazy. It was like Le Petomain or something like that. But it's a. You know, I'll send you the link later. Yes. Please, please do. <laughs> My greatest comedic influence. <laughs> Uh, is this the intro to the show? Like, is you this... better believe it. It's oh, all man. farts. It's all farts up here, kid. I thought this was a Ninja Turtles podcast. <laughs> talking about a phantom fart that nobody heard. <laughs> hey, you don't think the turtles fart down the sewer? Uh, maybe that's why they had to move to the sewer because they're just <laughs> yeah. they're f- filling up their shells with farts and. <laughs> They're, they're eating nothing but dairy all day long for crying out loud. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah, these just peppy and peppy, greasy pepperoni and dairy and. Uh... <laughs> yeah, well, welcome to Comics on Film. Here he is. Here's the here's the hot intro. Uh, I am Mike Cronin. I'm joined as always by my delicious non-gassy co-host Mike Cody. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, pal. Not gassy anymore. That's for sure. <laughs> Gas be gone. What are you drinking on? Uh, I'm uh, I'm really going crazy tonight. I've, I've got a little uh, little Broadway cup. That's what we do. Ooh. We go to all the Broadway shows, and then we uh, we get ourselves a, a soda pop. And uh, tonight, Evan Hansen. <laughs> yes, it's a dear Evan Hansen cup. <laughs> oh, that's and if you're like, there's gonna be something real manly in there, like some uh, just like whiskey on the rocks. Nope, just ice water. And a, and a pink silicone straw, so I don't make a lot of noise on the podcast while sipping. Oh, smart! Do it right now. Mm. <laughs> mm, mm. At first, all I saw was the N, and I thought it just the font of it. I thought it was a W E B N cup. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and what a twist that it's a dear. Maybe the opposite of W E B N. Dear Evan Hansen. So uh, for anybody who's not from Cincinnati, and uh, based on our listenership numbers, I think that's very unlikely. Um, (laughs) Anyone out there not listening? (laughs) When I I moved to Cincinnati a long, long time ago, like WEBN was the most popular rock station in town. And uh, like everybody, more so than any city I've ever been to, would have like these like big WEBN stickers that like filled up their entire back window. But like I couldn't read the, the B. So I just thought it said ween. And like for the first like <laughs> two months I was in town, I was like, everybody in Cincinnati loves ween. Like this is the biggest ween city in America. Is there a and frog in ween? 
I guess. Yeah, I was like, I didn't know anything about Ween either. I was just like, oh, yeah. I guess they have like a an angry frog as their mascot, or maybe maybe the band is just frogs. I have no idea. They could be. We'll never know. <laughs> That's not our job on this podcast to figure out what Ween is. <laughs> we're we're here to let you people decide. What's yeah. the truth. <laughs> you know what? Call in if you got the answer to Ween. The lines are open. You know, I was like, how are we going to turn a 90 minute movie into a two hour podcast? Farts and ween. That's <laughs> there we that's, go. That's how we that's do all it. You need. Yeah. So what do we watch this week? What, what we we watched the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Yes, we did. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yes, we goddamn did. And uh, what's your what's your connection to this movie, buddy? Oh, man. Uh, th- I remember going to the movies specifically i wanted to see whatever movie i was going to but i remember going specifically because people said they're gonna have the ninja turtles trailer there and i was like i've gotta see that like i was so (laughs) into ninja turtles and then when it came out and it was dark like the tim burton batman oh man i was just about the happiest kid alive and i was so excited for it i love the trailer i love the movie i even love the poster the ninja turtles old school movie poster. poster It's simple. It's stark. It's cool. Um, I, I loved everything about this movie, and I was so excited when you picked it. How about Great. you, bud? What's your relationship? I uh, was a little baby boy. I think I was four years old when it came out, but I discovered it when we got it on VHS, and then we watched that constantly. And my grandma... Hang on a second. This dog is chewing on the bone. He's making sex jokes. <laughs> And he's laughing about it. He's making sex jokes on our podcast. And he's laughing about it. He's still laughing about it. I'm done riffing about it. I was laughing because I could feel my butt crack escaping my pants as I was bent over. (laughs) And I was convinced you could see it. But thank God this angle cut out. But you know what's funny to the folks listening at home? Uh, we, we do this on a video podcast, and as Mike said that, like, thank goodness it didn't slip out. He tilted the camera down, so that's that right. the next time <laughs> he has to bend over. That's right. Gonna... Much like Tony Stark, I learn from my mistakes. <laughs> I get some tapioca cleavage. <laughs> uh, my grandma would. She was the only person who had I knew who had two VHS players. Mm. Um, so she was a millionaire and she would rent the latest movies and copy them onto a blank disc. And then, so we had like every movie that was at Blockbuster for a while. That's Um, amazing. And I watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles until we broke the tape pretty much like just nonstop. And it's, it's tough to watch it streaming because I'm so used to, there was a Pizza Hut commercial on the beginning of it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you remember that like was it um oh so it was like one of like the like they would put like the trailers on the vhs tape and yeah. then they would do like just an ad for pizza hut right before the movie started that kind of yeah. thing okay i don't remember the ad but it, it was like a sandlot type thing where it was a, a little kid running in the outfield and then he dives and makes a catch and he wins the game and then they all go to pizza hut to celebrate afterwards that sounds beautiful yeah, <laughs> like that. <laughs> that's kind of what I wish would still happen in everyday life. I know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I made it through the whole day. I got all my work done. Let's go to Pizza Hut for dinner. Right. 
So then Those I had all glasses. <laughs> yeah, I had all the toys. I remember I th- I have a like I thought as a little kid that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out like four years later because I think both my brothers had grown up to the point where they weren't interested in them anymore. And oh, I okay. saw the second one and I was like, this is the best one. <laughs> like because it was made for me as a f- five-year-old <laughs> and uh, and yeah i was obsessed i had all the toys i loved the turtles growing up did you have the blimp i was always jealous of kids that had the blimp <sighs> i don't think i had the blimp i had something nobody else had i didn't have the car i had um i think a submarine Ooh, that's cool and i had and i think it shot pizzas out of the top of it <laughs> why the hell wouldn't it i mean come yeah. on <laughs> my my only real gripe with the turtles figures i always loved i love so much about them i love their little rubber heads i love the uh the fact that like you could like move their wrists around and make them do cool stuff with the uh you know with all their weapons i never quite understood why they were like you know what let's make these figures so that the legs they could just spread like you can't move them forward or backward. They can just like they can just do little jumping jacks and that's it. Or they can ride on something. Or they can just squat. They could squat and take a big old turtle dump and that's <laughs> Well, there's ninjas, buddy. They gotta do the splits. Uh, that's true. This was the Van Damme era after all. So. <laughs> yeah. I also had the one that had they used it and they used the same technology and Power Ranger toys where you could like squeeze their feet together and their head would open up and like flip out with a different head what yeah so it would be like it would be like party raf and then you'd flip it up and he'd be like angry battle raf whoa that's wicked yeah <laughs> so was it like when it like the entire head would just like snap into his back and like, uh, and no. like if you squeeze it again would it would it flip back or a piece from the chest would open up and then you'd have to manually like flip the head and then it would close back up that sounds incredible it was. It was uh, cutting edge technology in 1991. <laughs> it's sad to know that your children won't have as good of a childhood as you did. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Heads flipping out of chests and shit. I mean, yeah. Come on. I mean, they'll never know that. Just, just dad Mike's ass crack. That's all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all, all they have they to play get. with. That's all these kids get, and they'll like it. <laughs> your late 30s <laughs> mutant. <laughs> <laughs> white ass crack opposite of ninja ass crack daddy ass cracks crack <laughs> well yeah let's get into it so we open without the the pizza Hut commercial which again is very disappointing and uh we got uh i was it just me or the first clip of april o'neill i love original april o'neill by the way that's a great she's great perfect cast mm-hmm hate to spoil it but her hair looks like such shit and that first when she's on the news yeah it's it's, so frazzly the hair is really frazzly and her delivery is like really off too it's like (laughs) were you you recording for like a two in the morning like infomercial like what are we doing here (laughs) i do love that they are um it's just panning around the whole intro is just like the city of new york like people walking about doing stuff and all of them have on the the morning news to watch April O'Neil's footage about crime. And some of them are reading a newspaper where every article is about crime. It was the most insane thing I've ever read. I will say, pretty close to actual life in New York, minus everyone <laughs> yeah. watching April O'Neil. 
Here's the paper headlines from the New York Post. City crime escalates. And the next one is chief of police is concerned about crime wave. And at the bottom is bearing witness to vision of crime. So there was nothing happens in sports, politics, or entertainment that week? I guess not. And I guess the New York Post can't afford pictures. I guess they fired all their... Because it's just all words. I was like, oh, that's weird. Was it actually the New York Post too? I didn't. I didn't know it was the New York Post. Yeah. Oh, that I'll tell you. Well, that's that's the the biggest flaw of the movie then, because like it would have been like if it was actual Post headlines, it would have been like like black guy steals something. Like it's yeah. the most like, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most like newspaper I've ever read, and they would have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Donald Trump will always be on the right side of history. <laughs> And then we see the uh, the pickpocket. We see a crime happen right away. Yeah, of a pickpocket at a newsstand. And I want to ask you this: so a guy pickpockets a guy, hands it off to another guy, who gives it to Danny, who crosses the street, turn the corner, and then it's grabbed by a ninja, seemingly in the middle of Manhattan in broad daylight. I know you think it's crazy, but I've seen it happen so many times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually, you... I'm just stepping up when the, the ninja handoff's happening. <laughs> Can you afford a warehouse full of electronics when you're when you have it takes four guys to steal one wallet? <laughs> Especially because oh man, I feel like we need to do some deep diving on the numbers of like how many wallets you have to steal to make it worth like. One that that warehouse is like in Brooklyn. Yeah. That's prime territory right there. Yeah, yeah. They've got they've they built a skateboard ramp and they've got uh, the rampage video game in there. I mean, that's a lot <laughs> yeah, of money right I there. Mean, yeah. <laughs> well, they, it does seem like crazy impractical. They're like, all right, you four, you steal one wallet. Now, you three empty out an electronics truck in five seconds. Completely. <laughs> <laughs> Now yeah, you, you both know. have equal <laughs> footing in this company. Hey, uh, hey, Mr. Bald Ninja. Uh, maybe we should, you know, rip off more trucks instead of, you know, 18 of us uh, stealing an unchained wallet. <laughs> <laughs> so then April O'Neil is leaving work and we see she hears a noise. She turns really quick and then just gets scared by a rat. And I got to say, I lived in Chicago for five years. You've lived in New York. How long? Eight years now? Uh, Ten years. Yeah. Ten years. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think any New Yorker would see a rat and scream? No. <laughs> no. No. Not if you're born and bred, no. No. You'd probably yeah. try to like just throw something at it and keep about your business. <laughs> it's like she grew up on a farm. There's no way she didn't see mice and rats up there. And then <laughs> and then to live in New York. And then she's like, ah and like <laughs> <laughs> it's like, didn't you just talk about crime? Like fearlessly <laughs> talk about crime for 40 minutes, but like, oh no. <laughs> Like she did everything but lift the bottom of her dress and dance on top of a table. Uh, then we get our first. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I heard that was a deleted scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're doing the can can on a dance yeah. <laughs> on a table. For... Hey, re- hey, Ninja Turtles release the Steve Barron cut. How about that? <laughs> we want a Zack Snyder ass four hour cut of this movie. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll tell you what I did love. Four minutes in, we get a Sam Rockwell sighting. I didn't realize that was him until the credits. What yeah. a wonderful, delightful, unexpected cameo. Yeah. Our boy, our friend of the podcast, Sam Rockwell. Did you know going in that he was in that? I forgot, but the second I saw, I was like, oh, yeah, that is. I forgot he was in this. <laughs> what was his role? Head thug? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I got to say, Sam Rockwell as a young man, he, had to, he was a little dreamy. He was a little, little bad yeah. boy dreamy. He's such, yeah, a, he had... such a good-natured dork as an adult, but uh, <laughs> back then. <laughs> yeah, he had that little sexy crustache. It was great. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a more manageable version of uh, Billy from Stranger Things, if you ever <laughs> yeah, watched that. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I would, leave, I would be more likely to leave Head Thug with my wife than Billy with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so April gets jumped outside of her work, and... Um, I want to know how do the cops who are in the middle of a crime wave show up to a scene of a busted up robbery within seconds of it happening? Oh, you know what? Somebody called in a rat earlier oh, on. Oh, uh, you know, kind of. Because <laughs> it's not like April called. She just walked in on it, and then within ten seconds, everyone was beat up, and the light was cut out, and the sigh was on the ground, and they were tied up with like rope that I wouldn't use to like. Pitch a tent in my backyard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, they arrive so fast that Raphael doesn't have time to grab his sigh. And he's just like popping down in the sewer like, damn it. (laughs) But we'll see like, but I feel like the the mantle cover was literally like two feet away from everybody else. So like the, the cops would have been like, Yo, why the hell is that manhole cover lifted up like eight inches? Like, (laughs) where did the guy go? Oh, well, I think maybe (laughs) the guy with the bandit mask. (laughs) Uh, But then we get we get the title card, Teenage Ninja Turtles, and then we get the boys right in the sewer. And Raphael is so angsty; he's just like beating up himself. He's so mad over losing a sigh, and nobody else cares. Not even Splinter. Splinter's just like. It's okay. Forget about it. <laughs> I think Raphael just feels like a little bit lost because he's the, also the only one there with an actual New York accent. So <laughs> <Yeah>. like <he's, laughs> he clearly doesn't fit in. <laughs> Raphael, uh, I, I forgot the actor, but Raphael is the only actor in the suit that also does the voice. Get out, really? Yeah. Huh. Um, That's impressive. You mean to tell me Corey impressive. Feldman? Didn't actually wear the suit. (laughs) No, and Corey was probably the right size to wear that. (laughs) Cody, I have another question for you. How do the turtles have? How do the turtles have money for pizza? Um. Hmm. I don't know. Uh. Huh. I can't think of anything that wouldn't involve them committing crimes. <laughs> well, I can think of one thing. It's a pretty big bummer. Oh, no. What, what do you think it is? People flushing money down the toilet on accident. And so <laughs> they, just, they just have wet dollar bills caked and shit. <laughs> that's the only that's that's all I got. Would that be part of the montage of the uh, 
the, what is it? The Steve Barron cut? Yes. <laughs> playing that electronic song while they like wash feces out of <laughs> off nickels. <laughs> Got another five. And he's like shaking it off and hangs it up on a clothesline. <laughs> like, uh, do you ever like uh, go to those places where like kids pan for gold? And like yeah. <laughs> some gems in the sand, but it's just washing feces and corn off of like <laughs> off pennies. Oh man, I love that first scene. The turtles are like instantly so silly. It just put me in such a great mood. You know, I like it. It's it's very much a movie of its time because movies these days, teenagers just don't suddenly start spontaneously dancing to tequila. For no reason yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? <laughs> Kids have lost their way. <laughs> they have lost their way. That's ridiculous. I do love that Splinter tells them, like, almost almost his first words in the movie are, someday I will die and you'll all be alone. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but don't worry. You'll always be able to live in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, then Raph goes out for one of his constitutionals, and he has a foolproof disguise, which is a massive trench coat and a hat. <laughs> which uh, I'll say, even back when this movie came out, if you were going out wearing just a trench coat and a low-pulled brown hat, you were up to something. Most likely <laughs> masturbating in a theater. <laughs> like, Most likely. <laughs> I mean, best case scenario, they're like, what is that, a detective from the 30s? Why is that guy dressed like that? <laughs> oh, what? No, he's just jerking off. It's okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got to say, I mean, what are we now, 23 years later from this movie? The turtles look good. They do. Yeah. The Jim Henson did the turtles, and it was some of his best work. They are so great. Splinter even looks surprisingly good, too. Yeah. Um, so I feel like the like the turtles you know, are like a little bit smoother, and they they mm-hmm. look like the cartoons while looking like their own thing. But Splinter is like uh, he's a little terrifying, but also like very expressive. <laughs> they do some great uh-huh. stuff with him, especially later on when he's being tortured. Yeah, I read that it took uh, three puppeteers to to make Splinter move. Wow. Yeah. Oh, when Raphael walks by the critters, he's like, "Why did I come up with this stuff?" <laughs> You know, the movie on this thing is The Critters. I, I also read that it was originally supposed to be Batman. And he okay. was going because it was out in theaters when they were filming. And he was going to say, cool car, dumb dude. <laughs> you know, what they also could add him just say is, where did they come up with this stuff? Like, that would have been just yeah. way better. <laughs> cool car, dumb dude. I laugh so hard when the guys steal the purse and then Raphael opens up his trench coat and then shows that he's got a sigh in his belt and points to it with his big mutant finger. <laughs> like he's like, huh? They're probably more afraid of his giant freak finger than an ancient martial art weapon that no one's used in 500 years. <laughs> right. Like either that man is completely naked and doesn't have any genitals, or he's a giant turtle. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, he could have just opened up his trench coat, and the guy would have been, oh, yeah. fuck, and like run away. <laughs> uh, then we get the entrance of Casey Jones, who decides to assault two robbers after they've already been busted. Casey Jones, <laughs> very controversial at the time. There were a lot yeah. of, like, uh, like, a lot of, you know, like the usual, you know, finger wagging people, like telling kids, 
not to go to the see the movie because uh, then there was going to be like strings of vigilantes beating people up with sports equipment, you know, <laughs> as, <laughs> as wound up happening. Not at all. I like that the city is so riddled with crime that two vigilantes have to fight over a purse snatcher. (laughs) You know, the one thing I will say about this crime spree, I should have mentioned earlier on, it's actually very quaint because there's no like murder in the crime spree. It's just people, (laughs) people, people ganking stuff. That's it. Just people snatching purses and bothering old ladies and 18 (laughs) guys stealing one wallet. But like, (laughs) like, (laughs) Murder hasn't even crossed anybody's mind. Not nope. at all. Just a bunch of VCRs and uh, <laughs> and I guess the Rampage video game. <laughs> Why do they fight? Just because they're two hotheads? Yeah. You know, just, just a couple of bad boys who don't play by the rules. And you know how it is, Mike. Sometimes you and I, we get into this alpha male thing. That's where we're true. Just jockeying for position. <laughs> yeah. And I have to hold back from unleashing my ponytail and getting out my proverbial cricket bat to take it to you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you do bring out that cricket bat quite a lot. And you say I proverbial, do. but it's real. And you do hit me with it. <laughs> I drive all the way up to Detroit and I smack you in the butt with it. <laughs> I go, no. <laughs> and you do what Splinter does. You wait in the dark and then light a very long match. Until I come home. <laughs> How many matches do you think Splinter went through thinking that somebody's like walking around the corner? And he's like, oh, God, yeah. oh shit. this will burn up my whole animatronic <laughs> costume. <laughs> I did watch it and I was like, How flammable is that costume? Because <laughs> that is a that is dangerous. <laughs> so the next scene is in April's apartment, and her boss is somehow unfathomably not a creep but shows up to her apartment before work with his son to make sure she's okay which is sweet but also wildly inappropriate on multiple levels i yeah i would think so yeah is it amazing how danny's biggest personality trait is that he has one shirt <laughs> actually fun fact uh every shirt he wears in this movie is a sid vicious, vicious shirt really okay yeah. So I think he has like four different ones that all look very similar. <laughs> they should have like in the extended version, they should have a scene where like an actual Sex Pistols fans like name three songs, <laughs> name three songs. And Danny just wilts. <laughs> He's like, oh, oh, ninjas. And then they come from 18 with Steel's watch. I like that they're Sid Vicious shirts done in the style of a Bob Marley shirt. <laughs> I like um, when they cut to the uh, the chief, Chief Stearns. I thought, is he a turtle? Because he is built like one. <laughs> I um, I forgot to do it, but I meant to go on Wikipedia to see if he came about before or after Chief Wiggum joined the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> that man was dead on. <laughs> <laughs> he is a live action Chief Wiggum if I've ever seen him. I like that April's boss is like, be nice, April. And her first question is, uh, can you say that again in English? <laughs> it's like so snarky right away. <laughs> that line in the in the chief's office is so insanely like 80s, 90s, like wildly inappropriate now. She goes, Are you gonna do something about the foot clan? And the chief goes, You want us to use our manpower to stop immigrants from fighting? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so funny that back in the 80s, everyone would have been like, that's a great point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Give that man a raise. This guy's speaking our language. <laughs> <laughs> then Raphael goes back out in his classic disguise. Mike, how many turtles in disguise do you think you walk by every day in New York? I mean, I see at least... I assume that they're 1930s detectives, but I see at least a dozen <laughs> yeah. of them a day. So I don't know. I mean, it's got to be in the hundreds. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that at least 70% of them, now that we're talking, are Ninja Turtles. And the other 30% are Ben Grimm. Because who else could it be? Because <laughs> that was the thing's disguise too when he would go out to the movies, right? He would just like throw on like the trench coat and the hat. Yeah. So you're either a Ninja Turtle or you're Ben Grimm. If you're in New York City <laughs> yeah. and you just want to go to the movies. <laughs> yeah, Ben Grimm wore the exact same thing. <laughs> or you're a guy masturbating. <laughs> and, and, yes. and by the way, fuck shoes. Don't worry about anything covering your feet. Your massive freak feet. No one's going to look at them. That's so funny. Because like, it's not even like they had like really wacky rubber shoes back then. You know, like the... Yeah. the, the <laughs> if somebody like came in they're like one ticket to the movie please and they weren't like a trench coat <laughs> a hat and toe shoes when <laughs> you like get the yeah. hell out of here right yeah. <laughs> they'd immediately call the police and like uh watch this guy <laughs> i do like so april goes down into the subway and she runs into an Asian gang. And one of the heroes of our movie, the first thing she says is, am I behind on my Sony payments again? <laughs> Just completely <laughs> racist. Which is great, too, because probably most of the kids underneath those masks aren't even Asian. Like, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think I saw more than three Asian kids hanging out in uh, Uncle Shredder's wacky pizza playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my top five funniest quotes from any movie that I laugh at all the time is <laughs> the Foot Clan guy go, uh, Miss O'Neill, I deliver a message. And then he, <laughs> he takes his closed fist, opens it up, it's empty, and he goes, shut it, and smacks her across the face. <laughs> oh, man. That is top five. It is so <laughs> goddamn funny to me. <laughs> if I... Uh... If you do that to Lindsay, I'm going to pretend that we didn't have this conversation. Okay. <laughs> right. I think I've I've played it out to her and like play slapped her like very softly. But I'm oh like, boy, oh, that's here we go. <laughs> here we're we in, go. We're in the bedroom if it helps. <laughs> okay. Yes. He said that to her butt. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to say, they're kind of in the right on this after that racist thing she just said to him. <laughs> Like, they get one. <laughs> oh, the last message we had to deliver said we were from Magnavox. <laughs> oh, I swear. <laughs> we did have to beat up a guy for being late on his Nintendo payments. <laughs> that was different. <laughs> Wasn't it strange how we hit him and then a bunch of coins came bouncing out of him? <laughs> That guy's brother beat the shit out of me. <laughs> he jumped on my head and I became small. Then first one, grab flower. <laughs> Turn oh. into raccoon. <laughs> beat me with tail and fly away. 
I'm going back to Uncle Shredder's Pizzatorium to go <laughs> off some steam. <laughs> oh, man. Once again, in this podcast, in this scene, we have Raphael, a character trained in stealth, be completely in the shadows and scream before running to attack somebody. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> all right let's be honest that's that was why like everyone was like raf's the coolest one i was like not in this one he's not he's kind of a doofus really yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's a big dude he causes all the problems of the movie he busts up the april o'neill fight she gets knocked out during the fight and he carries her back to their place by running through the the subway by the way are the subway and the sewers connected that seems like it wouldn't be. um i think they might be i don't know I mean, they're underground, so there's probably some way to get in there if there's a problem, yeah. but I'm really just talking out of my butt. I have no idea. I just, <laughs> trains come out and I clap, and then that's it. Well, yeah, that's I mean, I think we saw it in Blade. We saw it in this. I think it's in a bunch of other movies. It's in the Spider-Man movies, but now that I think about it, if the if the sewers flood, then wouldn't the subway flood? Um, They do sometimes flood. Oh. Yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, not not very often, but they do sometimes flood. All right, well, fuck me. I mean, you're the you're the right one here. We can edit this out. Yeah, let's edit. Or we it can out. we can make a whole bonus episode of the time I owned your bitch ass. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, how you like that so, Patreon? <laughs> you bastard! It's gonna be called Mike Cody's uh, verbal cricket flog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Raph, Raph carries an unconscious woman through the sewers, panting heavily, and assumes nobody followed him. <laughs> you hear him like, uh, uh, <laughs> he's like trotting down. Hey, that guy just beat up those Sony repo men. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Magnavox collection agents. He just picked them up. <laughs> and Turtles and Splinter, I got a message for you. Maybe don't wake up an unconscious woman with little rat hands. <laughs> I will gently touch her breast to make sure she is <laughs> still alive. <laughs> uh, master? No, no, this, this is what we do. <laughs> there is a great joke in there where april assumes she's dreaming she's like i saw the rat earlier you must be the rat and then she looks at the turtle she's like i don't know what the hell you're supposed to be and then she goes why don't i ever dream of harrison ford <laughs> one of the many beautiful completely dated references yeah. <laughs> for you don't anybody think still flicks their bean to harrison ford <laughs> Can you imagine like a like a twenty year old like modern eighty year old Harrison Ford? <laughs> That'd be an amazing wrinkle to April's character that she's just like way into banging old dudes. <laughs> yeah. I like when they go to the flashbacks. They they used older, shittier cameras. Mm. I think they actually really shot it on a seventy millimeter. I think I read that so that it looks so gritty and it's like they film it darker. I don't know. It makes it seem more real of a flashback, if that makes sense. It does. I like the way that um, they just kept it really, really simple. Like they didn't go super detailed. They just did the all black background and then just, you know, like the characters we need to focus on, they were front and center and everything mm -hmm. else is just blacked out. Like it, yeah. it was very much a memory. It, it was simple and and effective and i loved it yeah the one thing i will say is that it was so dark when the ninja turtle baby is eating pizza 
It's the way it's lit. It does look like he's just eating shit. <laughs> <laughs> he just eats shit and then goes radical, <laughs> radical, radical. That's also part of the director's cut. I knew we could not afford food, so I convinced him <laughs> that shit was pizza. It was my greatest failing as a father. <laughs> I also love that they tell April their story. They become friends. They walk her home. They walk through a mile of shit water. And she immediately goes, who wants to come up to my apartment? Do you have a uh, pizza? We'll do some hacky James Cagney impressions. If you <laughs> that was another thing like you were talking about earlier. Michelangelo, a teenager in the year 1990, does a Rocky <laughs> and a James Cagney impression. Not even good ones either. No. <laughs> I mean, these guys are laughing like it's uh yeah, like Caroline's comedy hour, but like these are like <laughs> legitimately <Yeah. laughs> the worst impressions I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I, like my butt started to get tight while I was watching them. It felt like I was watching somebody bomb. I was like, oh no. His oh, friends are no. laughing. This kid think he's really good. He's gonna be here for months before he figures it out. Oh no. Uh, they just cut to a scene of him in a trench coat doing an open mic. <laughs> Welcome to Yuck Yucks. Next we got, uh, who's it? Mikey? All right. <laughs> I like it. the next. So Raphael is just rage screaming in the sewer and they cut to an old man walking above the sewer grate. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> and then once again, April's boss, April's boss sure tends to show up right when she's supposed to be getting dressed for work. <laughs> <laughs> hey April, just uh, checking in to make sure your titties are still okay. You know? yeah. <laughs> she knew he was coming because she could smell Danny's unwashed shirt from eight days ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then we get to see uh what did you call it? Shredder's Pizza Party? Yes, yeah, Shredder's uh what you call it? Uh, Shredder's Pizza Shredder's... Warehouse. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Shredder's Pizza Party Warehouse. Shredder's Pizza Warehouse. <laughs> There's uh <laughs> Okay. My favorite part is like uh Head Thug is enticing um somebody new to come in there and he's like you got cigarettes and then he just pulls out two cartons regular or menthol (laughs) and they're the two shittiest movie cigarette cartons i've ever seen in my life and they're all white and they just have words on them (laughs) there's a scene i had to pause it and I i was very grateful for you know modern technology where like it shows somebody skating on the ramp and then all of a sudden i see something flash by and i was like Wait a minute. I know what that is. I rewound it. On the skate ramp, there's a logo for Archie Comics. So like oh, these really? guys are like, like regular Ormenta. We got all the liquor you can drink. And if you want Archie comic books, oh, brother. We got Jughead's Double Digest. We got Betty and Veronica. Also, in um, uh, now that you mentioned that, in one of the sewer scenes, for a second, you see a little Noid action figure, like in the water, what in the sewer? Yeah, <laughs> for <laughs> Domino's Noid. <laughs> that entrance to that scene is just a hard cut to a I don't know thirteen year old kid smoking a cigar and playing pool. <laughs> like, it was such a jarring thing that I don't think I ever noticed. But now, as an adult and a parent, I was like, "Whoa, what the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> Would you have hung out at Shredder's Pizza Warehouse when you were a kid? 
I might have went once. Like, I, I'm sure I had a scumbag friend who would have taken me. Yeah. But I would have been incredibly creeped out by Tatsu just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> in, in like, feudal Japanese gear. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> He's walking around and <laughs> with his arms folded, looking around. And I thought at first, oh, he's just making sure they're doing the right things. But the whole point of that place is that they're doing everything wrong. <laughs> and then at one point he like offers, he's like, go play video games over there. He's like, go play. And <laughs> it made me think that his whole job is to walk around and he's just got one of those dispensers with coins on his belt line. <laughs> like they're slipping like, him dollars. In yeah, it's, it's like, you need more rampage coins. Here you go. <laughs> oh, he is, like uh, the place where they chained up uh, splinter later on. That's like normally where they would do like the exchange of like the, uh, the tickets <laughs> for like, <laughs> you have 87 tokens. <laughs> Good for one candy bar and two green army men. <laughs> Save 600 tokens and you get one six foot tall rat. <laughs> I like the, the shredder reveal is really great in this. It's not so great that he is clearly dubbed by a white guy. Um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that's always kind of hard to go around, uh, but Shredder looks fantastic. It he looks does. really really cool. Like he way really cool. way more dangerous than you would expect him to look. Like he looks like if you walked up to him and just touched his costume, you're gonna have like a trip to the ER in your very yeah. future. <laughs> Absolutely. When the next one you see in the second movie, you see Tatsu, kids like who went to Shredder's uh, pizza warehouse. <laughs> you think we're like it's like the first time they're like this is pretty cool. Oh, just like how we get to meet somebody? It's a, oh, it's a man made of blades. Okay, well, I'm never coming here again. That was fun. Then, of course, we got Danny ratting out a rat, that little bastard. Yes, he did, that little shit. Yeah. So he rats him out. They Is this when they kidnap Splinter? Mm. Oh, no, they're at April's apartment, and that's when they kidnap Splinter. And Leo and Raph are fighting. I love Mike and Donnie just slinking away during the fight. They're like, kitchen? kitchen snacks snacks <laughs> and the way they slink away like they're leo and raf are standing up fighting and they're just barely crouched and like tiptoeing like a cartoon <laughs> and then Raphael goes on the roof to of course angrily dance fight the air <laughs> isn't it amazing how um i don't know like a half an hour earlier ralph Raph, I'm sorry. Raph. Raph. <laughs> Raph <Wiggum? Ra> Raphael. <laughs> sorry, live action Wiggum really got my uh, my head twisted. <laughs> yeah. hey, Raph got beat up by a guy who just like stole a bunch of equipment from a bunch of Little League teams. And now he's like, I'm going to fight a whole roof full of ninjas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and <laughs> maybe... Ralph is a moron. <laughs> I keep calling him Ralph now. I'm never not going to call him Ralph. Oh, my God. I do like that there's supposed to be ninjas that never be seen, and he's just on a rooftop screaming. <laughs> of, of not a high building in New York City. No, it's like, not at all. It's like maybe three stories. <laughs> I'd love to know like where April is supposed to live, because it seems like a bad neighborhood. And it's a small building, and yet it's also close enough for her creep boss to show up with his yeah. <laughs> Sid Vicious obsessed son like, <laughs> on their way into work every day. 
We're going to go visit your new mommy, Danny. Come on. (laughs) She doesn't know yet. Come on. (laughs) It's also a bad neighborhood, but she lives above an antique shop. (laughs) With the world's weakest floors, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. is a maximum floor load of 15 pounds per foot. <laughs> <laughs> Raphael gets jumped. They they shove him through the skylight. And then ninjas come in from everywhere because April's apartment is made almost entirely out of glass. <laughs> <laughs> there's a skylight. There's windows on every door. One wall is just all windows to get into her apartment. It's insane. How the hell did they get up on the roof either? That That's the... Yeah. <laughs> they have like a crane? Do they have grappling hooks? Like what were they doing? <laughs> fire escapes? I don't know. I guess yeah, I guess fire escapes makes the most sense. I was just thinking like one ninja jumps on the other one's back. And it's like, <laughs> and like another ninja climbs up them. Like, like the barrel of monkeys in Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just the nostalgia of seeing this as a kid, but I really enjoy the fight scenes that are like action mixed with silliness. Me too. This one, I felt like, did uh, they walk the fine line? There's just yeah. enough goofiness and like ridiculousness in there that like it's kids fighting, mm-hmm. and it's a movie for kids, but yeah. they're also still badass Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like Michelangelo calls Casey Jones Wayne Gretzky on steroids <laughs> <laughs> when Casey is definitely shorter and probably in worse shape than actual Wayne Gretzky. Yeah, I would I would bet on Wayne Gretzky in a fight without a stick. (laughs) If anything, Wayne Gretzky is Casey Jones on steroids. (laughs) It is awful that the foot destroyed her home. But if an electrical fire made it go up in flames in minutes, that place was a tinderbox waiting to happen. Yeah, they should have had like a montage of April happily spending her insurance money. (laughs) (laughs) I did like that. It was one of the Foot Clan's job to bring a bundle of... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> large staffed axis <laughs> to just hand them out in the middle of the fight go play tomorrow you want axe duty <laughs> oh man I got axe duty you think that's like when you when you drive past the construction site and you see like the con- the stop sign holder like like the axe guy is like that guy on the foot clan like oh yeah. man everybody's gonna make fun of me come on yeah that's definitely it we see Splinter all tied up and uh, he looks so miserable like they have him at just yeah. the worst angle of just hanging his face I, looks all wet like he's been crying like oh <laughs> breaks my heart every time I see him. I know so Danny pops in and Splinter goes you can talk to me and Danny's like I don't think so and then Splinter goes what's your name and he goes Danny and then my dad doesn't care about me and he just starts <laughs> <laughs> Danny has like the the emotional intelligence of a seven year old. <laughs> I don't talk to strangers. What's your name? I li- I live in a blue house. <laughs> my dad works all the time, so I'm alone and you like vulnerable. Sh- you like my shirt? Most people say it stinks, but I think I think they mean it literally. <laughs> we go to April Neal's apartment a lot. I can show you where that is too. <laughs> oh wait, mm. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. So the turtles escape upstate and Casey and April get into the tiniest argument and he almost immediately calls her Broadzilla. 
Like, this movie, they make him out to be the biggest stereotypical, like, toxic masculine douche of the 80s. <laughs> I mean, he's just a huge loser. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like we... <laughs> like, we ne- I didn't even think about that while I was watching the movie, but after I was like, we didn't learn a single thing about that dude. He's just... <laughs> Like, you know he smells horrible. Like, he yeah. <laughs> looks, looks like he hasn't washed his hair in months. He's wearing, like, sweatpants everywhere. <laughs> just, but April's like, something about that fella. <laughs> yeah. He is good with teenagers, though. Like, he's really great with uh, with Donnie when they're building the car. I was like, oh, he'd be a good dad. <laughs> Mike, I swear, if I see you in a couple of years and you're married to Casey Jones, I'm going to give you a talking to. <laughs> well, I don't know. He's my type. <laughs> I I like to like. I think it was around this scene. There was also like another super dated reference. It was like somebody made like a moonlighting TV show reference. Yes, and I was like, <laughs> how would you explain that to kids? Well, <laughs> Bruce Willis used to have a. T- oh, that's that man who had to retire from acting why oh because he has alzheimer's all right let's remake this movie (laughs) i was thinking about that too and my one thought was that their only intro into the world is from the shitty little tv they have so all they've watched is daytime tv so they would get reruns of old shows but yeah i don't know Yeah, I I did like the um, April, like how her sketches turned into the next scene. Yeah. I really like that. that part yeah, that was it. nice. It didn't feel forced or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I love all the, the farmhouse stuff. You know, like the car scene's great. Ralph waking up, training montages, Casey Jones cutting veggies with a sword. That was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> I love it all up until the forced massage of April. Why? What's wrong with that? <laughs> oh, like, Mikey, you you can't do that kind of stuff anymore. My, Mikey, come on! I mean, like if we've if we've learned anything from watching Swamp Thing and uh, <laughs> this movie, it's that the '80s. Apparently, you could just do whatever the heck you wanted. Like you could just <laughs> you could force a woman to sit down and put your hands all over. <laughs> yeah, just, just force a massage and uh, just grab somebody, just kiss them. I mean, like it's a very different time, Mike. <laughs> And the ladies loved it. (laughs) The turtles meditating scene is like such an emotional scene, but it's also (laughs) so funny the way they look when they're meditating. Like they're trying to do like the um thing, but they only have three fingers. So (laughs) it's just just making like a weirdo. And they both have these shitty smirks on their face. They're like, mm, with their eyes closed. It'd be funny if, like, uh, you know, Splinter shows up in the middle, you know, like Jedi Splinter. And mm-hmm. uh, would it be funny if, like, afterward they're talking about Splinter, like, Master Saw, he's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> you raw on peyote. <laughs> yeah, that scene did piss me off. I've been meditating for six years, and they try one time, and they're able to talk through a rat through a fire i'm sorry man i mean i guess i haven't gotten there yet but at the same time uh listen next time you're in an antique store that burns down just go up to your farmhouse and uh get a massage and then you'll be able to talk to a rat (laughs) all right i guess come on man they laid out the blueprint for you yeah yeah the blueprint So after this whole thing, they go back to New York. They immediately run into Danny, who's been hiding out in their little sewer shit house. And she sees him 
April O'Neil sees him and goes, your father's going to have kittens. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> the second, this is the second funniest part of the movie, <laughs> is when Casey Jones is freaking out about being in the sewer and they go, you're claustrophobic. And he goes, you want a fist in the mouth? I've never even looked at another man. <laughs> That part's very funny because it's like not only is Casey wrong about what the word means, but the word would be homophobic, which means yeah. that he doesn't he's afraid of gay men, but yeah. he's like, I've never even looked at him. Like, like every level he screwed it up. This guy. Yeah. I can't believe April's now married to him. That's his, <laughs> yeah, that's when we found out that his superpower is toxic masculinity. <laughs> Maybe he was the ooze that like spread all over the turtles. Yeah. <laughs> Casey Jones was just in the sewer and just rubbing his gross body all over. He covered them with vibes. I do love that joke, though. It's it because it it does excuse all of his shithead behavior before that, where you're just like, oh, he's just a fucking idiot. He's not. He's not really homophobic. He's just such a goddamn he's, moron. He's just the biggest jackass in New York City. And he's like one of your two human friends. Like, yeah, what if like what if they, they run into April and then they run into uh just Jeffrey Dahmer and they're like, oh, this is how all people are. <laughs> like the turtles are like eating pizzas and Dahmer's like eating faces. Like, <laughs> 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 he throws a face up in the air and like <laughs> spins it around. Leonardo like cuts it up and like, <laughs> yeah, like you're weird, dude. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> oh man. Splinter's flashback is great. I love that his mask was a master of ninjutsu but then when he dies he's wearing overalls like a farmer <laughs> <laughs> i don't know because he, he was already in america at that point right so maybe it's the thing where you know like you come to a foreign land you're like you're the your supreme court justice at home you're like, <laughs> oh, you're like driving a lift like when you get to <laughs> wherever you're going <laughs> he's like i didn't even know they had <laughs> farms <laughs> in manhattan <laughs> <laughs> So Danny sneaks back in to talk to Splinter and then Casey follows him and then Casey fights Tatsu and then he just starts the fight by doing the most racist Asian thing where he's like, oh, <laughs> after the claustrophobic. Uh, I would never even look at another guy type thing. Mm -hmm. Like to me, all of his actions are just completely excusable. <laughs> yeah, sure. Be racist. You're a fucking idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I do like when he finds the golf club and then hits him across the room into a bunch of boxes that just disintegrate. He should be dead. <laughs> like he, he uppercuts him, hits him in the chin with enough force to drop him 10 feet back in the air. Yeah. At the very least, I mean, he should be like a mess of blood. Yeah. Like his lower jaw is completely shattered. Like he has, yeah. he has just top teeth. Like he's never going to be able to like eat corn again ever. Um, <laughs> on the cop, on the cop. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, you know, it's. Uh, but do we see him again after that scene, or was that like the end of uh, Tatsu? 
I th- uh, I don't remember. I think we see him again in the in the big fight. <laughs> yeah, I think he shows up. Did he do that thing where like he holds his jaw and like, uh, uh, like the, <laughs> yeah. the side to side jaw thing? Like, oh, yeah, he, oh, I really. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he puts it back in. Is like. <laughs> All it took to get through to Sam Rockwell was a rat talking like Vin Diesel from the Fast movies. <laughs> it's just like, it's all about family. <laughs> yeah, that seemed like, that was, if I have one big beef with the movie, it was just like, all right, that part at the end where, you know, Splinter talking to them and Casey Jones being like, crime is dumb! Like, <laughs> yeah. that was not enough. <laughs> Not nearly enough. Like <laughs> Crime is dumb like my father. <laughs> I know they're mutants, but they are so much better trained than the Foot Clan. Like four of them take out 50 members of the Foot Clan within three minutes and don't even break a sweat. Yeah, because I mean, I got to wonder, like, who's teaching them? Is, is it like, you know, is it like that Michael Keaton movie Multiplicity? Where, you know, like maybe the first copy <laughs> oh, or two yeah. aren't so bad, but then it's <laughs> like you, you make the copy of the copy. Like maybe Head Thug was the one teaching everybody karate, but he's just like, uh, <laughs> "Yo, I don't do none of that whoopee whoopee chop sake stuff." I'm, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm more like, uh, <laughs> I'm more like, you know, a punch you in the face karate type of, you know, <laughs> judo chop. You know, uh, <laughs> all the kids are like, "That guy's amazing." <laughs> What's his name? Head. Head thug, yeah. That's great. <laughs> um, I did a podcast with Ran where we played two former male dancers from the worst strip club in the country. And <laughs> we would just lie about our lives all the time. <laughs> or we would share we would share stories about us and they would all be like things from movies. And one of them was that we were in the Foot Clan and as soon as we got to a fight, we would immediately pretend to be punched and fall down. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was watching this movie. I was like, I think that's all of them. (laughs) They're just children, man. Yeah. They're just just, just little kids. They got no cardio. They're smoking giant cigars. (laughs) Reading Archie comics for God's sake! They're like, fighting six foot turtles that are all muscle. <laughs> like, like one punch or kick from those things, who also have swords and <laughs> stabby weapons, <laughs> they would be oh. decimated. What the one guy? He's spinning nunchucks on his fingers for crying out loud! He can't yeah. <laughs> I did like the shredder fight. The Shredder fight's really good. I love that they expertly fought, I don't know, 50 Foot Clan members while fighting together. And then they get to Shredder and they're like, I don't know, let's just hit them one at a time haphazardly and see what works out. (laughs) (laughs) And he's surprisingly delicate for a guy covered in blades holding a sharpened spear. Like, he doesn't really hurt or cut any of them until he threatens to kill Leo. Yeah, did that? Did the ending like remind you of Ghostbusters in a way? More heroes on a rooftop facing their oh, own yeah. challenge. Yeah, I don't know why. that just hit me, and I was like, hmm, maybe that's why I like this ending so much. <laughs> yeah, but yes, for a guy made it with blades, fighting other creatures made of <laughs> covered with blades, like, <laughs> um, yeah, not a lot of impact for uh, the Shred Man there. Did you see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy three? I sure did. I loved it. 
I did when he took his mask off. I was like, oh, Shredder's got a high evolutionary face. <laughs> he kind of looked more like before high evolutionary than, <laughs> uh, than later. Yeah, yeah. So, so the reason why Shredder wore the mask was all because of Splinter, huh? Yeah, just a, just a scratch on his face. Man, it's amazing the damage that rats can do to your face. I would, act, <laughs> I should actually be more scared of them. Yeah, he wasn't even. Should. They can either scratch your face or they can let go of nunchucks and let you fall off a building. (laughs) (laughs) So Shredder sees the rat that messed up his face standing on the edge of a building and gives him a full charge with zero chance of stopping. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'll say this. Um, As happy as I was and am that Splinter won that little battle after all the, the crap that Shredder put him through. Honestly, if you're like a ninja... And you're getting beat by a rat who learned karate by mimicking his master's moves in a cage. (laughs) And then took that bootleg knowledge and passed it down to four turtles. And like you got like a school of humans that you could have trained to do the same thing. You were a crap ninja. Like he was was a terrible ninja. Maybe that's why that lady loved uh, Splinter's master. Because he was a crap ninja. He was a crap ninja. I think it's because he wouldn't train any of the Foot Clan to be anywhere near his level. So he just had no one to spar with <laughs> other than idiots. He's like, no, you could not possibly approach my level. I'm covered with blades. No, <laughs> no you, you only get to do that when you're the most dangerous ninja. <laughs> yeah, and then I did like that Splinter just so easily defeats him using just the simplest move of putting a nunchuck around it and then using his own body weight against him to throw him off the edge. Yeah, nunchucks and common sense. That's all it took. And then we get to witness Casey Jones full-on murder shredder. (laughs) (laughs) He, there's no chance Casey Jones would have ever gotten the death penalty because he has the mental acumen of a child. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oops! Whoops! <laughs> oh, man. That is so wild. As a kid, nothing seemed off about that. But now watching it, I was like, that man just full-on murdered that other guy. I like the callback to them trying to think of like the coolest thing to say, where they're all three walking around like, tubular. And it's like... <laughs> radical and then uh is it <laughs> splitter goes i've always liked kawabunga <laughs> and they're like kawabunga and then they jump up in the air and high five and then one of them's kind of off right like yeah three of them are dead on and then the fourth one's like <laughs> and like <you> just <laughs> and also he was still he was still <laughs> shocked about casey jones murdering a man in cold blood <laughs> Uh, yeah, Kalbunga, yeah. <laughs> We're all happy. <laughs> we also get the greatest end line in movie history is, uh, ha, 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 I made the funny. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's probably the most racist thing they did throughout the movie, right? Like, I, I don't know, something about that, like, Absolutely. like something about I'm an Asian person going, I made a funny just doesn't sound <laughs> <Yes>. like <laughs> that's like coming from the same guy who say, uh, I play joke, I put peak pee in your coke. <laughs> Oh man, how much you want oh, to bet that, was that Splinter. there was somebody? It's like, all right, so the turtles love uh, pizza, 
but Splinter loves Coke, right? So, <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> but, you, but you can't have Splinter get you Coke because you know what he's going to do. They're like, Jerry, we're going to end the meeting right now if you finish this sentence. No, no, no. Come on. It's marketing, guys. So anyway. <laughs> All right. Then that's the, that's the movie. Ends on a very racist line from a, a giant rat. <laughs> he made it funny. You got that... <laughs> We got that sick uh, Ninja Turtle rap song at the end. Yeah. T-U-R-T-L-E power. Done by uh, Digital Underground. Mm-hmm. I don't know which I like more, I, whether it's Turtle Power or it's the, or the electronic Ninja Turtles yeah. theme song, which I to this day, I get stuck in my head at least once a month. I'll really? Just be, yeah. <laughs> just, 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 does it just play in your head as you walk through New York? Yeah. Like it's, it's, <laughs> That's awesome. you know what? It's not even I'm walking through New York. It's like I'm not even doing anything remotely heroic. Like yeah. I'm like, I'm like shredding junk mail. Can't let my address fall in the wrong hands. <laughs> That's funny because I have the same thing, but with Ninja Rap from Teenage Ninja Turtles too. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just like I'm just like folding my son's clothes and I'm like, go ninja, go ninja, go. And they need to bring back the uh and this is a, a, a topic for a separate podcast, but they need to bring back the Ninja Turtles coming out of their shells tour. Absolutely. Um, they, they, they play their rock band. Because you know it's yeah. not enough that you know they're also crime fighting <laughs> mutant ninja turtles. They're also a K pop band. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're referring to so the people who had the rights of this movie they decided you know everyone loves the turtles let's bring them all across the country and in musical form so they had a tour and i actually found out that thomas lennon and ben grant were the turtles at one point what yeah what yeah Reno Reno nine one one stars slash <laughs> slash creators right like, slash creators plus they wrote a billion movies they wrote like the night at the museums and like a lot of the huge comedies in the nineties and two thousands how fun would that backstage have been like yeah. you think it was like like them and then it was like just just a couple of knuckleheads who just yeah. Like... <laughs> Well, according to them, it was a nightmare. They had to wear those suits and just sweat their ass off and almost die every day. <laughs> and I think they didn't even have a tour bus or anything, so they were like following each other in cars. Wait, you mean to tell me? Oh man, this is the <laughs> biggest disappointment. I've been like envisioning this Turtle Power tour bus all these years. I mean, I guess I was envisioning actual Ninja Turtles on tour, <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> come on, man. They talk about that on the. I mentioned it, but the. Uh, the we have to stop talking about TMNT on CBB show. <laughs> and you can watch it. I think it's on YouTube, like the whole show. And Oh, wow. And Shredder comes out and he sings a song that's that's called I Hate Songs. <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> It's just a whole song about him singing about how he hates singing. <laughs> <laughs> Not even about I hate turtles. Nope. Just, just, I hate songs. <laughs> I hate songs. I hate singing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. So yeah, what? I'll do some trivia. Yeah. 
Uh, Judith Hogue, who played April O'Neil, got a bunch of Turtles comics from her co-star of the film she did right before this, a huge Turtle fan named Robin Williams. Oh, get out. Really? Yeah, they were Aww. doing a movie together. And she's like, I play in April in some Turtles movie? And he's like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I have all my comics. And so she like learned everything from because of Robin Williams. Wow. This was the highest grossest grossing independent film until The Blair Witch Project. Hmm. Isn't it crazy that like as much money as like anybody with common sense would have known the Ninja Turtles were going to make that it was an independent movie? Yeah. Like it feels like like there's no way anybody like like we're never going to get the rights to Turtles unless like, you know, <laughs> we live long enough for eminent domain to kick in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, now it's all Paramount and everything like that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The movie's budget was 13 million, which was a third of of Batman's budget which came out a, uh, a year before and it made 10 times that domestically. So it made like $136 million. Unbelievable. Yeah. Every actor in the turtles suits made a cameo outside of them. So the guy who played Raphael, uh, Joe Pius was in the taxi passenger when Raph jumped over the taxi. Okay. Michelin Sisti played Michelangelo and he plays the pizza guy who gets ripped off by them. <laughs> Uh, Leif Tilden, who is, uh, Leonardo, he plays the shut it guy classically. Okay. And, um, oh, that, that, that guy was Donatello. And then Dan Foreman, uh, is Leonardo and he is a gang member in the background of the Tatsu versus Casey Jones fight. Nice. Uh, the Foot Clan hideout was filmed in an abandoned cement factory and was also used in Super Mario Brothers and The Crow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what too? Like, if it's gonna be in one of the, like a, a a movie that isn't good, at least it's like literally a legendarily not good movie. <laughs> right? I don't know. I didn't think the crow was that bad. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. The crow was great. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, the turtles talking and fight scenes were filmed at twenty three frames per second and then sped up because they were so bulking and cumbersome to operate uh, okay but it looks really good like you can you can hardly know the one thing i have a problem with is there's sometimes their mouth in the middle gets like way too big and that freaks me out <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> oh god in the re original script tatsu uh beats that kid to death remember when he beats the kid unconscious actually no i don't remember why why did he beat the kid unconscious and when was that there's some loss that the Foot Clan has, I think, in getting to the Turtles, I think. And uh, he comes back and he's so mad, he like smashes some stuff in the factory. Oh, yeah, that part. Okay. And then he beats a kid. In the original script, he beat him to death. And then they filmed it that way. And then they realized it was too intense for a kid's movie. So they had to add ADR breathing. And then some kid shouting like, he's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. I think they made the right move on that one. Absolutely. <laughs> That's horrifying. Yeah, you can't. I don't know. It's still a movie for children. You know, like it's <laughs> it's still Ninja Turtles fighting people with yo-yos and stuff right. like that. Like, yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, they like boop a couple guys. <laughs> like... Jim Henson did not like how violent the movie was. He said it was excessive, pointless, and not his style. And this was also the last movie Jim Henson did before he died. That was the last one? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sam Rockwell 
at the end, uh, when he's being arrested, he says, check out the East Warehouse over on Lairdman Island, uh, which is an homage to the creators of the comic book, uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. And Pizza Hut dropped $20 million for a tie-in marketing campaign for the movie, even though they used Domino's in the movie. <laughs> That's one thing I just can't figure out. Like, Yeah. Did they not? Like, what happened? Like, <laughs> Did they not like have the foresight to go to Pizza Hut and be like, guys, what's up? Yeah. Or like, <laughs> just like everybody been, likes Domino's, right? It must have been after filming, and maybe the hype was so big that they um, decided to drop twenty mil for marketing. Unbelievable! I really can't believe they didn't just go back and like for that twenty million, they could have spent fifty yeah, bucks and like, <laughs> refilmed those two scenes. Yeah. <laughs> but there was, um, I mean, it's enough to where I the thing I remember about this movie is the pizza commercial in the beginning of the VHS. So. I mean, on some level, it worked. Oh, so they filmed the interior scenes by an airport and the radio signals would screw up the animatronics and the turtles' faces, causing them to spasm out. <laughs> <laughs> so just in the middle of filming, the turtles are just like... <laughs> I want to see all the B-roll of uh, turtles just having seizures. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That's all the uh, trivia I got for you. I have one piece of personal trivia. Oh. Ninja Turtles pudding pies are my favorite dessert that I hope to someday bring back. <laughs> what are those? They were uh, they were vanilla pudding pies, but Ooh. the icing was green, mm-hmm. and the pudding was green. Ooh! And you got a little uh, little Ninja Turtle sticker with every single one that you bought. I th- oh. I want to say they were for Ninja Turtles too, actually. So listen, maybe I should have saved it for that. But Ninja Didn't Turtles have, pudding uh... pies regularly show up on my Instagram and so they're never very far from my <laughs> I wish that was a joke. They regularly show up on your Instagram? I think I mentioned them to somebody a couple of weeks ago and they've been showing up. Like I used to get alpaca God. pictures all the time. Now it's all Ninja Turtle pudding pies. Bulldog puppies and Ninja Turtle pudding pies. That's like half my feed. Well, you know what? You find out where those are, <laughs> and I'll pack in the trunk, and you pack in the suitcase, and let's get up there. <laughs> oh man, I love those little those little pudding pastry pies. Those things are amazing. I know people who cook. I should get someone to like make us. Yeah, pudding pies. I'll ship them out to Detroit. I don't care. Didn't I don't care. They, I don't care. Didn't they have uh, a Ninja Turtle popsicle too? That was like all green with red eyes. Yeah, that were candy. Maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like you could still get that, like Maybe. on some, like only on ice cream trucks. You yeah, know, it's like depends <laughs> on what one. Like they might have the Sonic with the gumball eyes, or uh-huh. like you can get the uh, the Ninja Turtle. But yeah, that one's still out there. Yeah, or the Mickey with the hard shell ears. Yes. Yeah, those are great. Yes. Yes. So, <laughs> perfect cast or Hulk smash. I'm gonna say perfect cast. Mm-hmm. Everybody yeah. from the uh, from the bottom of the Foot Clan all the way up to the head thug, it was uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well cast. Absolutely, I love uh, the guy who plays Casey Jones, Elias Coteus. He is yes, he is always great. He plays a lovable racist idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect cast. We even yeah, got a little it... Corey Feldman in there. We did. Apparently Corey Feldman was like pretty unhappy about that movie because he, uh, I think he like signed on to do it when it was supposed oh, to yes. be like a micro budget movie, and he made like a shockingly low amount. I like, read it, we, thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, like 
we could have pooled our money and gotten <laughs> yeah. Corey Feldman to be in our movie, which is yeah. like, how hard up was Corey Feldman at that point? <laughs> He's <know>. like <laughs> doing thirteen hundred voiceovers. That's crazy. Thirteen hundred dollar voiceovers. Yeah, he must have been a huge fan of the Turtles. And then they were like, hey, it's super low budget movie. Would you sign on for this? And like, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And then it made one hundred and thirty million dollars. <laughs> he made thirteen hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. that's, did he ever did he ever sue them and get more money? Because I feel like that's a case he could have. I don't know. I'm sure easily he won. Have, yeah. 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 So much money. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> Not from him, I'll say, but uh sure. yeah. but still. Mm-hmm. Well yeah. Um so did you watch did you watch TMNT two? I did watch TMNT two and well, three. I never saw three. Okay. So I'm I'm excited for when we get to three, even yeah. though your face right now is telling me I should not be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was never a movie critic as a child. I think a lot okay. of kids are like, they watch the shittiest movie like, this is fucking awesome. But <laughs> I saw three, I think in the theaters, and I got out and I was like, that was fine. I'll never watch it again, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's really all you can ask for, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that's about as solid of a little kid movie review. As you can get, I think. Yeah. The the struggle with three especially is that Jim Henson's no longer involved, so it's a different animatronics and they look noticeably worse. Oh. Yeah. It's so funny that like I don't know, that there isn't anybody else, at least not at that time, who could top Jim Henson's suits. Yeah. Like especially with like basically two prototypes already in the can, you know? <laughs> yeah. <And then> yeah. <laughs> Are you excited about the uh, Seth Rogen Ninja Turtles coming out? Yeah, really excited. I like that they're modern teenagers and like mm-hmm. I'm watching them and it, you know, it's got like that super bad kind of quality, which Seth Rogen, you know, that's, that's his bread and butter. I don't know why he's so good at that, but he really is. Um, yeah. yeah. They look like actual real kids and like, they're just having an adventure in the weird way over their heads. And yeah, I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Yeah. It looks to me like the same vibe as, uh, as spider-man into the spider-verse yes which was amazing i um, just rewatched that on friday night and uh man it's i i even i loved it even more than i did the first time it just it's yeah. held up so well even after yeah. this is like my third time seeing it i just uh, think it's such a great movie yeah yeah it's really good i'm excited to watch the the next two me too i don't think i'm gonna get to see uh the new one for another three weeks or so because uh uh Yes, my family's like, we'd like to see it. I'm like, ah, shit. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't. Now we get to like schedule yeah. it out. So yeah. It's literally gonna be. Th- it's literally gonna be like a month after it comes out. I'll get to see it. Oh, no. <laughs> so for next week, we're back to Marvels, and here's my pick. Uh, it's it's very selfish, but since on the time of us taping this, Secret Invasion is about to come out, Ooh, I would like a refresher okay. on the Captain Marvel scroll stuff. So I thought we could do Captain Marvel. I think that sounds great. Let's do it. Great. Great. Well, next week we'll be doing Captain Marvel. Yay. Uh, yay. Yay. A lot. I got to say a lot of people did not like Captain Marvel. I, it's one of my favorites. I I'm very much in the middle. I, uh, I thought yeah. it was fine. Um, I don't think I've watched it a second time since I saw it. I, I felt very much. I had a Ninja Turtles three kind of reaction to it. Yeah. Um, 
but I'm I'm open to having my mind changed. Okay. I'm open to thinking that Brie Larson is a good actress. You know, like I'm open to it all. <laughs> Oop. Tipped my hand Uh-oh. there. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm excited. I um I got a lot of shit from Lindsay because I think we watched it together and I had already seen it three or four times and I cried at one point. Wait, you cried watching a movie you'd already seen multiple times? <laughs> yeah, well, I was like tearing up. And she's like, are you like tearing up right now? And I was like, it's just, their bond is so strong. Was was it when the cat was was throwing up the Tesseract? You're like, yes. <laughs> it's covered with Mickey. Ooh. Yeah, I was like, if, if Loki gets his hands on that, New York's toast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. So um, yeah, Excellent. let's do it. All right, let's do it. Then you know what we should do? We should like watch it and yeah. then record a podcast about it. We what think. the fuck? Really? No, no, I'm serious. Okay. I'm yeah. telling you. The whole <laughs> way right. through. If you internet, say so. We, we won't let the internet freeze up or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Whatever. <laughs> well, all right. Sounds good. So we'll see you next week on Comics on Film. Bye, everybody. Bye. We love you. <laughs> I Cody made a farty. All right, and thank you once again for listening to Comics on Film. Uh, I am Mike Cronin. And on behalf of Mike Cody, I say the thank you. Please help us spread the podcast. Uh, share it with a friend. Uh, share it on social media. You can follow us on social media. We are at Comics on Film. And you can follow me personally. I'm at Bonesnake3. And Mike Cody prefers to remain anonymous. So if you could uh, not mention him when you talk about the podcast, uh, just call him Anon or um, uh, some random guy. Or, you know what, call him Elias Coteus. If you just say uh, Mike Cronin and Elias Coteus are very great on this show, I think we'd both really appreciate that. So do that. And also, uh, it really helps us if you give us a rating on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. So give us five stars and then comment. That also helps. And in the comments, the stuff has changed. So now it is, if you could just include in your review, I love Elon Musk, all hail Elon. He's done a great thing with Twitter and we all love his views and his personage. And he looks great and not weird. All right, we'll see you next week. And starting next week, we will have guests on. So... Get ready for that. We'll do Captain Marvel next week with star Sam Evans. All right. My son is looking at me, so I got to go. He thinks I'm a weirdo. Because I am. I'm a sick freak. All right. Bye.